Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. A few weeks ago, I sent out an email to our VIP email list. If you are not on it, I send out emails every Sunday. You can just message me and I can add you. That is no problem at all. Message me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton or Facebook's tricky. It hides all the messages from people you're not friends with. So if we're not Facebook friends, I might not see it, but you can message me on Instagram or you can email me um, if you're not getting those emails. But anyway, a few weeks ago, I sent one out and I explained that I have a a nails on a chalkboard equivalent. For some people, I'm not one of these people, but some people say that their equivalent of that nails on a chalkboard sound that just makes you cringe is styrofoam, you know, squeaky styrofoam moving. That's not mine, but I I don't even know that I've ever heard nails on a chalkboard, but I just use that because I think most people know it's just one of those things that like makes you just go crazy. Mine is hearing or seeing questions like, why am I so inconsistent? What is wrong with me? Why can't I seem to get it together? And that doesn't annoy me because I think it's a stupid question. It's not that at all. It's not even that it annoys me. It just raises such a flag and like all my spidey senses go on full alert because when we ask a why question about the problem, why am I so inconsistent? What's wrong with me? Why can't I get it together? We are, you've probably heard me say this, solving for the wrong thing. You're solving for the wrong thing. And this really, really, really matters. So let me share with you what I shared in that email, and then we're going to go deeper into it today. When you ask something like, why am I so inconsistent? You are asking your brain to prove to you and to provide evidence for why you're inconsistent. When you say, God, why am I so inconsistent? Subconsciously, your brain always answers questions that you ask. So even if you're not like verbally answering yourself or journaling the answer, subconsciously, your brain is like, oh, why are you inconsistent? Well, you're always distracted. You make a lot of excuses. You care more about immediate gratification than you do about long-term goals. And where does that leave you? I mean, at best, you feel discouraged. Like, yeah, There are valid reasons for me being inconsistent, so I'm screwed. And worse, you've validated the problem. You've substantiated the problem. You've you've just gone deeper into proving to yourself the reason the problem exists, which doesn't in any way get you going in the right direction. Like, if I ask myself, why am I not making more time to write my book? My brain serves up a million reasons that I'm not making time to write my book. Well, you're working on a dozen other work projects and the days are already long and we're understaffed and there's a million competing priorities and some days I just don't feel like it. So now I've strengthened the case 
for not writing. I've I've substantiated all of the reasons that I'm not writing more regularly. And that's not the goal when we ask questions like that. We ask questions like that to get to the solution. But the problem is they only take us further into what is wrong. So what we have to do is ask better questions. Instead of why am I so consistent, ask what's one thing I will do today to build consistency? Instead of me asking myself, why am I not making more time to write? What needs to shift today for me to make a 20 minute writing block? What needs to shift? Instead of, why can't I make better choices at night? Ask yourself, well, what's one better choice I can make tonight? And it might seem like semantics, but it's not. When you ask better questions, you get better results. And what we're talking about here is a specific variation of mindset. When we talk about asking better questions, we're talking about a specific variation of mindset. Mindset is very much a buzzword, but I really want us to have a better understanding because the problem with those buzzwords is like, yeah, okay, mindset matters, but what the heck do I do about it today? How do I participate in that today? How do I affect change in my mindset? I know that how I think matters, but I don't really get what I'm supposed to do with that understanding. So I want you to think about this. Do you remember PEMDAS? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Am I taking you back to like fifth or sixth grade math here? In math, there's logic that is required. And the whole reason that the acronym PEMDAS exists, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, is because our logic matters in solving problems, right? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally tells us that we have to start with parentheses, and then we do exponents, and then we do multiplication, division, before addition and subtraction come last. If we always add and subtract first, and we don't deal with what's in the parentheses first, we're going to keep getting the wrong answer. Even though there's logic to, well, 4 plus 2 is 6, yeah, but we can't start there. Because if we start there, we're going to get the wrong answer. That's what it's like when we're asking crappy questions. It's not that there are false questions. It's not that we, we asked something that's not true. It's that our logic is off. And when your logic is off, you're going to keep getting the wrong answer. And this is exactly why people spend years often decades struggling with the same goal and wondering, how is it that I can want this so bad, but I'm still not consistent? How is it that I can try all of these different things, but none of them work? And I keep telling myself, I'm going to start different on Monday. It's a logic issue. And that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about mindset. If you have a logic issue and asking the wrong questions is a logic issue, you're going to keep getting the wrong answer. This is why people succumb to the same excuses on every plan with every goal, despite their strong desire. They have a logic issue. It's kind of like when we talk about mindset, think about it as the software of your brain. And I don't know what would, well, I do know what would happen. Think about what would happen if you tried to open up a computer from 1994 and run office on it, you know, office 2020, it, it wouldn't work. You know, the, the software isn't going to work. 
because it hasn't been updated. If you're trying to run old software, it's, it's not operational. You get bugs constantly. You can't do the things you want to do because you're operating with outdated software. And for most people, when we talk about mindset, they haven't had a serious mindset upgrade, maybe ever. And this was so true for me. Gosh, I think it's most obvious, though. I've seen it in work. I've seen it in relationships. I've seen it with money. It was most obvious for me when I was jumping from diet to diet to diet, wanting nothing more in the whole entire world than to lose weight. But I was saying, oh, I'm just too stressed. I'll start tomorrow. I've been so good. This one thing won't hurt. That's old software. And so every time I tried to run it on the next new thing, I was getting the same bugs. I was getting the same issues because of the flawed logic. We have to upgrade our software. And that's what we're really talking about when we talk about mindset, better logic better logic. Remember, if you ask yourself, why am I so inconsistent? You're just substantiating, validating all of the many reasons that you are not consistent. I get distracted so easily. That's not what you want to solve for. You want to ask yourself, what can I do differently today to become a more consistent person? What is something I want to be more consistent with and how am I going to implement it today? Every thought begins with a question whether it's in the form of a question or not, right? What's wrong with me? Why do I do that? What's wrong with her? Why can't I be consistent? What do I want to eat? What sounds good? What am I in the mood for? And that really determines which direction you go in your decision making, right? If you ask yourself, hmm, what am I in the mood for? That's going to take you down a very different path than what's going to make me feel my very best? What is going to allow me to go to bed tonight feeling proud or to wake up tomorrow feeling amazing? What choice is the one that is most aligned with my goals? What's something I can do between now and when I go to bed that would advance me towards my goals? Every thought that we have begins with a question, what am I going to do? What if blah, 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 blah happens? What if I don't follow through? What if it doesn't work? So when we ask better questions, we go down entirely different avenues. And when we ask questions that are focused on the problem, we're solving for the wrong thing. We're solving for the wrong thing. Whether it's what's wrong with me, again, your brain is going to return all the things that you perceive to be wrong with you. I have a short attention span. I'm always jumping from one thing to the next. I'm an all or nothing person. Great. What did that do for you? How does that in any way move you forward? It doesn't. There are questions that lead you into the problem. There are questions that lead you into the solution. And most of the time when people are struggling, they're asking questions that lead them back to the problem, that validate the problem. So one question you can ask yourself is, where is my focus right now? Am I on the problem or am I in the solution? Am I looking to go further into the problem or am I taking myself closer to the solution? If somebody says, why can't I get it together? And I ask them, okay, is that question focused on the problem or is it focused on the solution? People are very quickly going to identify that question is focused on on the problem. Why can't I get it together? What you want, though, is to make progress on the solution. 
So what could we ask that's focused on the solution? What does it mean to me to get it together? And what can I do about that or with that today? We've got to ask better questions. I shared one the other day on Instagram, and this came from one of my clients posted this in our Facebook group. And this question just totally changed the trajectory of my day. If you follow me on social media, you heard the story, but it was a few weeks ago. Um, I, <laughs> I woke up in the morning Within 20 minutes, spilled a whole cup of hot tea. Then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna leave early for this appointment. I'm I'm an early person. Like if I'm if I'm on time, I'm late. If you're on time, you're late. So I'm like, I left an hour early, and then I thought I'm gonna have time to run an errand. It's gonna be great. But I wasn't paying attention, so I went the wrong way on the highway. And then I ended up because I went the wrong way on the highway, dead stopped in traffic. And instead of running an hour early, I ended up 15 minutes late. And a whole series of other things happened in the day. And I was just thinking like, really, what else can go wrong today? Right. And of course, those are all like super small things. But the default thought is like, seriously, I left early and now I'm going to be late. Like, are you kidding me? Even though those are rhetorical questions, they either lead us into the problem or into the solution. And those rhetorical questions lead us into the problem. So one of my my clients posted this question, what's the best that could happen? What's the best that could happen? It's funny because before I saw that question and I was sitting in the car like legit pissed off at myself that I had gone the wrong way on the highway because it's not the first time that I've done that. You would think I'm new to this area. I've been here for like three years and yet there's this one highway that I I don't know if it's a paying attention thing or just I'm clueless Jane, um, but, but I routinely go the wrong way. It's kind of crazy. Uh, and I even had navigation on, so I don't know how that happened. But as I was sitting there in traffic and I was, I was texting Chris and I'm like, I should be an hour early and now I'm going to be 15 minutes late because it was like dead stop traffic. And I, in that moment, I was like, okay, this is an opportunity to be a little bit more mature because the fact is either you're going to be late and they can still take you or you're going to be late and you're going to have to reschedule. And the reality is both of those are fine. Neither of those are issues. But if I go to like, what the heck is wrong with me that I keep getting on the highway and they're going the wrong way? That just takes me into the problem because then I'm like, well, I, I probably was listening to the podcast and not really paying attention. And that doesn't take me to the solution that I want. So when my, my client posted this question, what's the best that could happen? I loved that. Not only, you know, sitting in traffic, I could actually get an appointment that's a little more convenient. I could actually get home sooner than I would have if I had had the appointment and then I have more time to work and that would kind of be actually great. Um, but I also use this in work. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get stressed out about stuff at work. A lot of times I get stressed out about stuff at work and I start to think like, oh crap, what if this doesn't happen? Or what if we don't hit this goal? Or what if we don't meet this deadline? But when you ask what's the best that could happen, that takes you in a totally different direction. So later that day, I was texting with a friend of mine who just knows that this is kind of a, a difficult season of life since since Dagny has died. And, and she basically was just checking in and she said, is there anything that's brought you hope today? And I shared with her that question. I said, hey, actually, one of my clients posted this question, what's the best that could happen? And it really shifted, not only in terms of, as I saw it after I was already home, 
not only in terms of my frustration in the morning, but in the afternoon I was, you know, stressed about work and there was a million different things happening with the renovation and what if this can't go here because of this beam and blah, 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 blah. Okay, what's the best that could happen? And she said, I love that question. And she uses a similar question. Is there a better version of this story I could tell? Talk about a powerful question. Is there a better version of this story I could tell? And I used this question this morning when, when she texted it to me. I, I wrote it down in my journal and I have got hundreds of questions. I mean, just chasing cupcakes alone has almost 300 questions. Um, and I've got a long, long list. Maybe someday it'll be like a desk calendar or something. I think that would be cool. Um, do you think that would be cool? I do. Anyway, be cool. Cool for me, even if nobody else thought it was cool to have like a question of the day. Anyway, is there a better version of this story I could tell? I talked to a ton of people who were like, my husband's not supportive of my goals or my family, you know, doesn't really understand what I'm trying to do or whatever it is. Sometimes it's about themselves. Like, I'm so disappointed in myself. I was doing so well and then I checked out all weekend. Is there a better version of this story I could tell? We are in a time of transition at work, obviously, you know, the end of the 12 weeks to transformation and there's transition of staff members and teammates and there's transitions of projects and priorities. I mean, being in business means always being in transition. And sometimes I can get fixated on like, this is good or this is bad. Like this, is, it's good that this happened or it's bad that this happened, or this is a problem. This is an obstacle. But when you ask, is there a different version of this story? Is there a better version of this story that I could tell, then you start to see where there are opportunities and things and how they can really work for your favor. Is there a better version of this story that I could tell? I use this question in my marriage. I used it just last night because sometimes it's like, why do you do that? Why can't you do that? Why didn't you get this done? Why, why do you have to say it like that? You know, why can't you say it differently? But is there a better version of this story that I could tell? I was thinking about um, the Thanksgiving holiday. And my first thought was of not having Dagny. You know, this would have been Dagny's first Thanksgiving and the holidays in my mind should have had a different vibe. And, and I absolutely feel that way. And I think it's valid and I think it's true. And I want to point that out that when we ask for a better version of the story, it doesn't mean that the version we started with isn't a true story or isn't a valid story. It often is, but it's not the only story. So I asked myself, is there a better version of this story that I could tell? And I thought, it's going to be different, but there's a lot of growth that has happened in the last seven months that's really powerful and we, we still have a lot to be grateful for on Thanksgiving. And it has given us a new appreciation for holidays that next Thanksgiving, God willing, when we have a baby boy with us, it will be even more special because we know the pain of loss. There are things that that we won't take for granted. Even I was thinking the other day, I had a plan in place when Dagny was born for maternity leave and all of these things. And then COVID happened at the same time and turned business on its head. And so 
I was still, you know, having to be a part of these decisions. And I had a live webinar when she was, you know, maybe just a couple days after we had gotten home with her. And um, having lost her, it it changes my view of what I want those first few weeks to be like with this next baby. And and that's a that's a gift. Like that is a powerful thing. But even though it doesn't make any of it worth it, it doesn't make any of it um, a, a gift in any way, shape, or form. It's still a tremendous loss. There's always a better version of the story that I can tell. You know, I can tell a story about how hard this year has been on my marriage. Like <laughs> in every way, it has been super, super, super hard on, on me and Chris and on us together and on us separately. But when I ask myself, is there a better version of this story that I could tell, I go back to um, sides of each other that we would not have seen if it weren't for a bunch of different things that we experienced together. Is there a better version of this story that I could tell? What is the best that could happen? And even beyond those those big, broad questions. Just shifting from a question that's focused on the problem, why am I so inconsistent, to a question that's focused on the solution, what can I do today to be more consistent? Just a question that's focused on the problem, why does it seem like every night my eating is out of control, to the solution, what's one improvement in my eating that I'm able and willing to make tonight? Guys, these shifts alone will change your life. From asking a question of somebody else like, you know, what the heck is wrong with them? Why aren't they more sensitive? Why didn't they consider how I would feel? To asking, how can I better understand how they feel? Is there a way that this situation could actually bring us closer together, could actually be good for us, could actually help us and serve us? These types of questions represent different logic that's going to get you a better answer. Because for as long as you have the, long, the wrong logic, you know, you're exploring questions that only take you into justification of the problem, you're going to get the wrong answer every single time. But this is a practice. When we say mindset, buzzword, blah, 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 what we're talking about is a practice of thinking better. And, and I have to do this in my life every single day. I've told you guys before, that's why the daily mindset upgrades exist, because I realized that this is something I'm doing for myself, with myself, to myself, by myself every single day. And so I share the practice of upgrading my mindset every single day with a voice note over text, right? We have to be committed to this as a practice, not a theory of like, yeah, mindset matters. It's so much more than be more positive. Honestly, I think Positivity and optimism are one tiny, tiny, tiny piece of the mindset puzzle. Bigger than that is logic. If your logic that you're using is just about driving deeper into the problem, you're not going to get to the solution. So start asking better questions. If you want help with this, the daily mindset upgrades are an incredible way to do it. Or Chasing Cupcakes, too. It's got almost 300 questions. I think it's 270-something. I could Don't quote me on that. But it's got a ton of questions because every thought you think begins with a question. Even if it's not in the form of a question, there's a question there. 
like I said, you know, should I hit snooze or should I get up? What do I want to eat? What am I in the mood for? What's wrong with me? When we begin asking better questions, we absolutely begin getting better answers. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.